0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading and Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 429, The Fruit of Leadership. You know, I love talking about leadership. I love attending leadership seminars and uh, I got a master's degree in human resource management and development. And and what I've discovered in my uh, almost a lifetime of studying leadership, this journey of of, of becoming a better leader and, and, and trying to help pass these things along to other leaders to help them be better leaders. One of the things I've learned is that we often start with the wrong stuff. We start at the wrong place and we often lay the wrong foundation. It's very easy in leadership to get caught up in um, how do we motivate people? How do we um, set goals? How do we do a performance evaluation? How do we uh, manage people? How do we manage workloads? How do we manage our time? How do we cast vision? And these things are all incredibly important. But I think the foundation. If we're going to be an effective leader, where we have to start is these qualities that I'm about to talk, talk about. In Galatians 5, verses 22 and, through 26, listen to what the Apostle Paul says. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. Now, I want to focus on these nine fruits. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Now David, I thought this was going to be about leadership. You don't understand. I don't work in the church. I work in this in the marketplace. I I manage a sales team. I manage an IT team. I uh you know, I've got a team of realtors that I'm responsible for. I I can't this is this is Christian stuff. I I need nuts and bolts. I need uh, meat and potatoes leadership to be a better leader. Well, this is Really, if we can master these things, we are going to become a much more effective leader no matter what our arena. And, and I know this to be true because I started uh, thinking through this stuff and developing this material and working through this stuff myself while I was still a police officer. I'm managing a team of, of police officers, I'm supervising. Um, And then ultimately, uh, you know, being a shift supervisor and then eventually overseeing three different units. Uh, And and so I know that this works. It's not that the other stuff's not important, but I promise you, if you start here, if you make these your foundation, everything else will fall into place. See, leaders can't pick and choose when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, self-control is probably a good one to have. In leadership. But love, what does love have to do with leadership? Well, we'll talk about that. But we can't pick and choose. These, these nine character traits are cultivated as we spend time with God. So so obviously it it it, it comes out of our own faith that comes out of our own relationship with Christ as we spend with time with God, as we become closer to Him, uh, hopefully these fruits will be birthed in our lives. So we're going to talk about each one of these and we're gonna see how they can help us be more effective leaders. So let's talk about leading with love. And look, I get it. sometimes that yeah in, in the marketplace, you know, in your company, if you work for the government, yeah, you start talking about love, it gets kind of weird. Well you know you could even replace that word and say care. Um, you know, leading with care. Do you care? About your people, uh, leadership and ministry are all about people. You can say you're a leader, but if you don't have anybody following you, uh, I think as John Maxwell says, if you 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 think you're a leader but nobody's following you, you're just going for a walk. Uh, really, we want to ha- be those people that have people following us, but. Often we, we shoot ourselves in the foot by the way that we treat them. So, so leadership and ministry, it's all about people. We have to build relationships. We have to get to know them. And, and like I say, if the, the love word kind of scares you in, in your particular arena, your business arena, use the word care. Do you care for your people? If you care for your people, you're not going to use them, you're not going to abuse them, you're not going to take advantage of them, and they're not going to be a stepping stone for you to just get to the next level. We've all seen that. We've all seen the, the leaders, that sales manager who, who drives their team, not to, to help them get better, but he drives their team so that he can get that bigger bonus, so that he can get to that next level of management within the company. And if we truly love people, if we truly care for people, we're not going to do that. That doesn't mean we don't hold them accountable. It doesn't mean we don't motivate them. It doesn't mean sometimes we have to have difficult conversations. That's all part of it. But if the foundation is love, if the foundation is care, they're going to understand much better. Um, and again, this was stuff that I tried to model within the government, working for the government, working for the police department. I decided early on, as a Christian leader, that, that I would treat my people the way I would want to be treated. Because, listen, we've all had the bad leader. Um, you know, we've all had the, the bad one who, who who treated you poorly, who who obviously didn't care for the people that they were responsible for. And these, these experiences shaped me. And I said, you know what, I don't want to do that. And so, I, I always tell young leaders, you know, think back to the worst leader you had, the worst manager you had, the worst supervisor you had. File that all away in what not to do. Create a file in your mind entitle that file on how not to do it. But the way we do do it is we start with... Well, don't go away. We will be right back. I just wanted to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is such a readable book on leadership, management, supervision, time management, goal setting, and so many other great things. The chapters are short and immediately actionable. There's discussion questions at the end of each chapter so that you can immediately put these things into practice. And you'll hear even even some of the stuff we're talking about today, um, some of those principles are present in that book. So it's a, a, a great book, a simple book. If you, you haven't read that many books yet this year and you're, you're wanting to get started, this is a great bathroom read. That probably sounds silly, but man, oh man, you know, we all want to have that thing, you know, where we can just knock it out quick. Well, these chapters, you can read them all in a few minutes. They'll help you, and it will help your leadership. So click on the link. You can read a chapter or two for free and grab your copy of Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. And the 2.0 means that, that it's been revised. There's been new material added, and I think you will really love it, and it will really help you. So we talked about leading with love. Or we could say leading with care. Now, another important fruit of leadership. And you say, well, David, these are fruit of the Spirit. These aren't really fruit of leadership. Well, really, if you want to be effective, an effective leader, you need to have each of these fruits active in your life. So the second one is leading with joy. Leading with joy. Joy comes... When people enjoy their jobs or their ministry, if you're leading volunteers, we want people to enjoy our job, their jobs. Listen, I want people to be happy at work because if they're happy, if they're joyful, if they're having a good time, they're going to get a whole lot more work done. There's, there's something about walking into a, a, a workplace and, and you just sense that there's a light touch there. People have the freedom to, to laugh. They have the freedom to um, uh, be joyful. And as a leader, we set this atmosphere. We, instead of tension, we try and create an atmosphere where, where, where we can laugh at ourselves. And if you take yourselves too serious as a leader, well, shame on you. Um, you should be able to laugh at yourself. Because when you don't take yourself too seriously, you're giving your people the freedom not to take themselves too seriously either. And the the fact of the matter is, none of us are perfect, and I see so many leaders who who really try to present this image of of perfection, and they, they don't get anything wrong, and they always get it right. I found I was so much more effective with my people when I would tell them up front, listen, I don't have all the answers here. That's why I've got you guys. Um, I don't know everything. I need y'all. I need y'all to help me. And and if I screw up, let me know. Be nice about it, but let me know so that we can get it fixed. And you create a light atmosphere, and you create an atmosphere of joy. People want to come to work. They look forward to coming to work. If, if you hear people talking about how they don't want to come to work... Well, then, then I would take a look. Now, it's obviously, you know, obviously you may have that one bad egg that just you, you can't make happy no matter what you do. I get that. But your team, by and large, should enjoy what they're doing, and, and especially when they have a leader, who will go back to the first one, who cares for them, and, he, you know, it's not just about the numbers. He wants to help them develop in their careers, and you create an atmosphere where there's a light touch. People have permission to laugh. They have permission to smile. Yeah, we get the job done, but we don't take ourselves too seriously either. This is fantastic leadership. And then number three, number three, leading with peace. Peace. Love, joy, peace. Peace is an interesting thing. You've probably been in a, in a, in a work group, uh, in an office, at a company, where it was the exact opposite of peace. There was drama. There was relational uh, tension. There was conflict. There was gossip. There was just bad attitudes. Well, this stuff is a direct result of leadership. Listen, it all starts at the top. And if if there's gossip going on in, in, in your office, you're the leader. You're the one who should put a stop to it and and just not allow that stuff to go on. And if there's one person who's involved, you need to have that difficult conversation we talked about because sometimes it's better for them to go be a blessing somewhere else than to poison your entire office. Well, you know, they're my best producer. So what? If they're poisoning everybody else, it's not good. We want to have a peaceful working environment. you don't understand it's just a tense place. Look, I get it. There's deadlines. There there's work that has to be done. Sometimes we 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 we're having to stay late and really push ourselves and get things done. I get it. There's a natural tension that that very often takes place within our workplaces. But as much as possible, as it depends on you as one of the leaders, create an atmosphere of peace, Create an atmosphere of peace. As a leader, as a person, you find peace through your relationship with Christ. And it, it, as God has, has blessed you with that spirit of peace, then you should pass that on. And if you're an anxious person, well, this is something that we need to work on. Because anxious leaders, fearful leaders, pass that on to their people. I've worked for leaders who were nervous, who were fearful, who were anxious, who were always worried something was going to go wrong. If that's you, understand you're passing that on to your people and it's not healthy. If, if, if you've got a tense, always tense, always anxious work environment, uh, office, uh, group that you're in charge of, uh, look at yourself. Are you passing that on to your people? There were times, many, many times in the police department, there were things I'd be nervous about, I'd be anxious about, uh, things we had to get done, but I always tried to mask it and tried to project, not not being a, uh, you know, a liar or a hypocrite, but I tried to project confidence to my people. If they would ask me, I'd say, yeah, I feel a little nervous about it, but I know you guys can handle it. And it was always about projecting confidence and faith in our people. So if, if, if you're an anxious person by nature, if you're a micromanager by nature, work on developing um, this attitude of peace. Because if we can lead with care, if we can lead with joy, if we can lead with peace, our office is going to be the place where everybody wants to work. I found by the time I, I retired from the police department, I had people coming to me saying, listen, I want to work for you. And I said, well, I'm getting ready to retire. And they said, oh, no, no, I was really hoping to work for you because I hear so many great things, and everybody loves to work there, and it was a great environment. And it was. We had built a great team. It wasn't just me. It was my team, team leaders. But we had built an environment where people loved to come to work. And, and one more thing, real quick thing on joy. We talked about that a minute ago. One of the ways we also create joy is through Gratitude. Expressing gratitude to to your team, publicly um, acknowledging them, acknowledging when they do a great job. Uh, I can remember, and this is such a small thing; it even sounds almost silly. There were times I I would handwrite a thank you note for people on my team because they had done something, they had excelled in something, they had really made something good happen, and I and I would just write them a small, you know, handwritten thank you note, and that's a big deal because my handwriting is horrible it's embarrassing my handwriting so bad, but I thought, well, let me do this. And so I'd write them a thank you note. And almost on every single occasion, um, when I would later on go, go, go visit them in their office or their cubicle, I would see one of my thank you notes attached to their cork, um, bulletin board. They put a staple in it and put it up where they could see it. It meant enough to them that they wanted it to display it. And that kind of gratitude creates an environment of joy. So let me stop here. We've talked about love or care, depending on what, which word you want to use. Leading with care, or leading with love. Number two, leading with joy, creating a joyful, uh, a light environment, and then leading with peace. Uh, minimizing workplace drama, uh, minimizing anxiety. And again, you're the leader. You can create the atmosphere that will create an atmosphere of peace. And I promise you, if you create an atmosphere where peace is kind of the dominant uh, atmosphere, your people are going to be more productive than anybody else in the company. Well, I'm going to stop there. We'll we'll jump back in next week with with some of these others. These are this is just such great stuff. And it it sounds so simple, but honestly, I think too often when we look at leadership, we miss it. When we're laying the foundation, this is the foundation of excellent leadership. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. Uh, while you're there, sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Make sure you also check out my other books besides the resource highlight that I mentioned today, leading into the 21st century and beyond. And, uh, you know, click on those links because I know you will love them. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We will see you next week on Leading and Learning.